What's up, guys? Adam Matis here, DNVR Nuggets Podcast, and I want to tell you about Strava Craft Coffee. I got my first sample of this just a couple of weeks ago. I've been, been drinking it uh, over the last couple of weeks, and I've absolutely loved it. It tastes great, um, but it also it's the CBD-infused coffee grown locally here. Actually, I shouldn't say grown locally, but produced locally here in Denver, Colorado. And it's just it's really, really delicious. And honestly, I've never really tried CBD before in my life, but I'm liking the results. I'm an achy person. Just played like five basketball games this week. Little flex there, little humble brag. Played a bunch of basketball games this week and my body's been aching. I wake up with two cups of Strava Craft Coffee and I feel great. You can purchase online for 20% off when you use the promo code DNVR20. You can also try it at Carbon Cafe and Bar, Drip Denver, Slow High Coffee, Blue Sparrow Coffee, and Max Market. And remember, CBD, it's non-psychoactive. So purchase online today. You can order yours. They'll get shipped straight to your door online for 20% off when you use DNVR20. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DNVR Nuggets podcast. I am your host, Adam Mades, flying solo today. Harrison Brennan Vogt got the day off. They carried me while I was on vacation. They carried the torch. They carried the podcast. So I'm giving them the night off. Um, today's show brought to you by Illegal Pete's, where you can show any ticket from any game or event in Colorado that same day, and Illegal Pete's will give you a free draft beer or free margarita whenever you purchase an entree. And of course, you know, if you've listened to me before, you know, love Illegal Pete's. Love it. They have some great food. They're like the A version of Chipotle. Chipotle, the B or C version of Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's homegrown, Colorado's own. Um, I always get the uh, chips and queso. Big fan of their queso. Check them out. Snap a photo. Tag them on Twitter and show tag us as well. I want to see who's eating there and who, uh, if you're flying into Denver. I know a lot of people are coming into Denver from out of the country, out of the state um, here over the next month. A lot of people have hit us up. Always hit us up, by the way. If you're coming into town, we'd love to meet you. You can come hang out at the Perch. If you're at a home game outside of Section 144 at halftimes, we always hang out with the DNVR crew, DNVR subscribers, um, podcast listeners. We all hang out and talk about the game throughout halftime. That's the way we spend it. We don't we don't watch the dog show. We don't watch the uh, you know the EDM show. I'm too old for that. Too old for the EDM show. So you know sometimes we'll peek in over at uh, um, Red Panda, but most of the time we go and hang out and and shoot the breeze. And you should join us. Um, but yeah, today's episode of the show, we're going to, uh, I'm going to be fielding some listener questions from thednvr.com. We're starting to get this every, every, um, every week or every day, I should say, we post our podcast on thednvr.com under the podcast tab at the top. You scroll up to the top and then you scroll down you, to Denver Nuggets podcast and, and we house them there. And one of the reasons we do that is because we really love the community that we've built and we love interacting with you guys. It's one of the things that sets us apart we love our fans, we love Denver Nuggets fans, and we love interacting with you guys. Um, so I am going to open up today's show and actually going to spend the entirety of today's show talking about um, uh, answering these questions because there's some really, really good ones. And if you are a DNVR subscriber and you want to reach out and send a question, send them to us. We will do our best to answer every question that comes in from DNVR subscribers. That's kind of our MO. Um, getting right into it, Matthias Matisek, I'm almost certainly screwed that up. Matthias Matisek, put on your tinfoil hats, boys. Apparently, Jordan McRae was Bradley Beal's best friend on the Wizards. I did not know this. This is news to me. I like this. 
Jordan McRae's Bradley Beal's best friend. Are the Nuggets playing 40 chess yet again, like the playoff seating ordeal of last year to attempt to lure Bradley to Denver? Um, I like this question a lot. I didn't know this about Jordan McRae. I knew that he was well-liked in the locker room, sort of like Will Barton is here, you know, where everybody just kind of likes or Wancho. Everybody likes him, gets along with everybody. He's a real one. Uh, you know, he's not trying to put on any kind of show. And, but if he was especially close with Bradley Bill, or even if he wasn't, even if they were just like on good terms, like just teammates, I do think there's something to you bring somebody in. And if you have a nice culture and you have things here, the organization, you like the fan base, you like those guys are going to talk. They're going to say, Hey, what's up with that? Now, this would be a trade scenario, not a free agency scenario. So right off the bat, I don't know if there's value because if Denver trades for Bradley Beal, you know, Bradley Beal comes here. There's no like, oh, I'm going to veto that. He doesn't have like a no trade. Like, you can't veto it. So I don't know if there's necessarily, you know, that kind of thing going on. But you never know. Maybe it does mean something that you would have Jordan McRae here. Um, you re-sign him. You get Bradley Beal as well. And you go, okay, now, now there's a – a familiar face in the locker room that always helps um so maybe i actually think that denver will pursue bradley beal this summer i think it makes sense i don't know if they can get him i think everybody imagines you know jamal murray and bradley beal side by side it might cost you jamal murray that might be the ticket price i don't know that denver can piece together players um that they'll have under contract to you know to to make a bradley bill type package so it, it's somewhat unrealistic i think the scenario so i have a a second part to this question from matthias here realistically if gary does not return to form what would be the package we would have to send to acquire bill in the summer so even if gary harris returns to form at this point you know teams would say okay well he's had a you know there's only two months left in the season okay so he's had two good months um maybe maybe a good playoff push as well and 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 it's like hey this guy's a player but I, I think at a minimum you're talking about okay, bowl, bowl. Uh, you're talking about you know Gary Harris, of course. And then you're talking about a bunch of draft picks. That's the real draw. Maybe Monte Morris has to be included in a deal like that. Um, maybe Will Barton even gets thrown into a deal. I mean, he's a Baltimore guy, so a, a little bit that would be a homecoming for him. But um, I think a lot of draft picks. Denver can give away the one that they just acquired from Houston. Um, they could give away future draft picks in very valuable drafts, by the way. Denver, I, I think if you're Denver, you have to be nervous about giving away draft picks for two reasons. One, Tim Conley has absolutely killed the draft every year but one since he's been in Denver. Um, he is clearly has an eye for finding diamonds in the rough, and if Denver's going to be picking somewhere between 23 and 30 in the first round for the next several years – you know, I still have confidence that he'll be finding those guys. And then when you talk about the 2021 draft class is supposed to be an all-timer. 2022, there might be a double draft because not only do you get the players from that draft class, but you also get high schoolers. That's the year that the one-and-done rule will go away. So you start trading away future draft picks, you might miss out on, you know, the next guy that maybe is not a star. Maybe you don't find a star at 25-26, but maybe you you find a really, really nice role player. A real a guy that just becomes like oh yeah that's a four year twenty minute per game guy and you have him on a cheap deal and that's how you fill out your roster because you have Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic on max deals you have Michael Porter Jr. coming in before too long on a big deal so maybe the, you know giving away those guys it's one of your best ways to fill out a, an entire roster with talented guys that can play and, and do it so on the cheap so I think it's really really tough but Bradley Beal's a special player. 
Bradley Bill, I think, is really, really good, and I think he would be phenomenal alongside Jokic offensively. So, um, realistic, I think Denver's giving up multiple pay, like as many as they can probably package together. The Houston one and two of their own, um, as well as some pieces, you know, some pieces that would probably hurt a little bit. It would be tough. I'm not even sure it's doable, um, but I do think it's something that is on the horizon. As far as the Jordan McRae part of this question, I don't know. Maybe a little bit, but I don't. I don't. I don't think that really factored a whole lot into this. And Chris ninety eight asked me my two questions are: How much longer do you think Tory Craig slash PJ Dozier will be Nuggets, and how big will the late first round pick be in either the draft, i.e., who would we get? Or a potential trade for Bill. So a lot of people thinking about Bradley Bill today, and and, and especially with regards to, um, you know, knowing you'd have to give up some assets. I think that PJ Dozier is on this roster for a long time. Denver has done a nice job with that two-way contract of locking up guys on good deals. Monte Morris has been worth well more than what the Denver Nuggets are paying him um, over the last two seasons. I think Torrey Craig has been worth more than what Denver has paid him over the last two seasons. I think P.J. Dozier is going to be a similar guy where Denver maybe, you know, he hasn't made a lot of money in his career. He's been fighting to be in this league. So if Denver can offer him a two- or three-year deal with guaranteed money, and that is only like $9, 10 $11 dollars something like that, you know, he would have to take it. I mean, in my opinion, he'd almost certainly have to take it because um, – you know, that's guaranteed money. Maybe there's teams out there that like what he's done in the G League and like what he's done in Denver, but I just don't think so. There's not a lot of money to be had this um, free agency period. So maybe Denver can end up locking him up on a nice cheap deal now, and he just becomes the backup point guard going forward. Maybe Monte moves on. So I think he's uh, he's a guy that definitely stays. Torrey Craig's one that I don't know. That's a, that's a really, really tough one. I think he's enjoyed it here. Um, I think he's a team that is, or a player that is going to be coveted by a lot of people. And then, you know, my belief, and I don't know, you know, I'm not obviously speaking for the front office. I have no idea how they feel about this. But my belief is that Torrey Craig has often stood in the way of better players. And I think that Torrey Craig, as good as he is, he's only going to be as valuable as the coach will, will use him. And I think, and of course, if you listen to the show, you know, I think that the coach has overused him. So um, I think he has an incredibly valuable role, probably somewhere between 15 and 20 minutes per game sometimes more in certain playoff series or certain matchups or whatever. But unfortunately, I just don't see him. You know, I don't know that Denver needs him in the same way. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, but as far as the first round pick, how high can it go? You got to start rooting for Houston. Not that I had to tell you this. You already knew this. Always root for Houston to lose, not just because they're annoying, which they are. They're the most annoying team in the NBA. But I was talking to somebody about this the other day. People, were, There's this new thing going around where people are like, well, you can't complain that there's not enough uh, unique style in the NBA and then complain about the Rockets for playing small. Listen to me. I'm not complaining about the Rockets because they went small. The Rockets have been insufferable since before they made that Capella change. They're only just as uh, insufferable now. There's no different. I don't dislike the Rockets because that they they play small. I dislike them because they flop and try to hunt for fouls and they play a very, in my opinion, uninteresting style of 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 foul hunting basketball bef- behind a very unlikable superstar in James Harden. So, um, in, in, anyway. That that's my own little mini rant about the Houston Rockets, but um, you got to root for that pick to go low because you know if Houston falls to the sixth seed, 
there's a lot of teams in the East that could have a as good or better record. Maybe they end up falling all the way down to like the 17th, 18th, 19th pick. And now you're talking about a real trade piece in that Bradley Beal. I, you know, if Houston falls that far and that pick turns out to be the 17th pick, that's a lot more attractive in a package to try to acquire Bradley Beal this summer. In fact, it might be the difference between, I mean, if they have like the 23rd, 24th pick versus the 17th, that might be the difference in a deal getting done for Bradley Beal. Great question there, both from Matthias and from in Chris 98 Going to take a quick break, but on the other side, we've got even more great questions from the great DNVR subscribers. First up, before we do, though, have you heard we are covering the Colorado Raptors pro rugby team? In fact, I think a bunch of people from DNVR are heading down this Saturday to check out the game live and in person and even like tailgate and party. So if you're looking to party, this is an unofficial event. Head on down, or for, for at least as an organized DNVR event, head on down and check out the Colorado Raptors. Them some big boys on the Raptors, absolute units. And of course, we here at Denver Stiffs have Colton Strickler on the beat, taking you behind the scenes with the DNVR Raptors podcast, as well as his written Raptors content on thednvr.com. He's building a really cool community uh, with the DNVR Raptors Twitter account. So if you're into rugby in any capacity, maybe you used to play, maybe you had no idea Denver had a rugby team, check him out and check us out. We have it up on our on our site, uh, up on our app, all of that stuff. You can check it out. Everything you need to know to get into rugby. Um, and if the, you didn't know that, so they play at Infinity Park in Glendale, just east of Cherry Creek, and it's a pretty awesome venue. Adults are getting in for 20 bucks right now when you buy tickets at coloradoraptors.com, and it's only 5 bucks for kids. So search for the Denver Raptors podcast after our show and become a fan of Colorado's pro rugby team. I also want to tell you today about the Breckenridge Avalanche Beer. You know Breck Brew. Not only are they one of our bigger sponsors and just one of our great partners, they have been incredible for us um, and really deserve an enormous amount of credit for helping us achieve what we want to achieve with DNVR. And they've just been great partners along the way. And you know why? Because they're chill people, a chill company, and they're chill just like Colorado people are chill. You always know people who are from Colorado because that's what they are. They're chill. They're relaxed. They're good people. Uh, and that's what Breckenridge Brewery is. And they have what I consider to be their best beer. In a vacuum, the best tasting beer. The Colorado, uh, or the Avalanche Amber Ale. I'm an amber guy. I'm a malty person more than a hoppy person. Of course, Amber Ale's a little mix of malt, a little, little mix of, uh, of hoppiness. But I think that Colorado, if I'm having one beer, I'm having the Colorado Avalanche. If I'm having multiple beers, I might go Colorado Core because of that low carb. You guys know me, health conscious. Actually, not even health conscious, sugar conscious. Uh, I'll go there. Strawberry Sky, very light beer. And then, of course, the Mile High City, which is everybody's favorite. But if I'm having just one, I'm going to go with that uh, Avalanche Amber Ale because I think it's fantastic. So check them out. Of course, use the beer locator if you want to find out where you can buy Breck beer. Um, and then hit me up. Let me know what's your favorite. If you're an Avalanche Amber guy, let me know. Say, give me the fist bump and say, yo, me too, brother. Me too. And of course, if you come out to a, uh, uh, a watch party of ours, you can uh, order an Avalanche Amber and let me know what you think. Maybe order two of them, one for me. Who knows? Um, but yeah, check them out. Check out Breck Brew. Great partner for us. Back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast, going through the questions that I've got, and I got a good one here from Burly Joe. Fellas, well, it's just me today, Burly Joe. I hate to break it to you. But he does say, Harrison and Brendan, hope you both also get some vacation time, and Adam isn't the only one who gets to have a fun break. No, those guys in the dungeon, working nonstop, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just kidding. Burly Joe asked, though, 
Um, since the goal is to reach 10 comments here, insert air hole noise. How do the Nuggets match up with the Rockets now? You obviously can't go small and sit your best player in Jokic. I guess the better question is, what is Jokic going to have to do in a playoff series against the Rockets to be the best player on the floor, both offensively and defensively? This is one of the things that's interesting about the Rockets. Capella was a tough matchup for Jokic. I think Jokic is better than Capella, and if he was Capella is like on the Orlando Magic, Jokic just murders him. But that pick and roll with Harden, Harden's a great pick and roll player. The Houston Rockets, even before they traded Clint Capella, had kind of taken the pick and roll out of their offense. They were much more of an isolation team. Um, And now, without a pick and roll threat, there's nobody really to throw that lob to. Now, they don't have that threat. So I think that Jokic, on the defensive end, now, you know, he's not a great, he's not going to guard James Harden and shut him down. But I actually think he does a better job in that setting and situation than he would in the pick and roll with that above the rim threat so defensively I think already he can be solid like better than people think he's going to get embarrassed sometimes like you know James Harden's going to drain threes in his face and go around him and like there's going to be some embarrassing plays but I also just think that there was embarrassing plays when they would just run pick and roll lob and throw it over the top and score 140 points on the Nuggets and that has been taken away but the real interesting thing is the other end of the court on the offensive end as much as Jokic could dominate Clint Capella one on one, there was still, you know, uh, it, he still put up some resistance. Now, who, you know, Covington, PJ Tucker, James Harden. I think Jokic has really figured out those guys specifically, but also, even before he figured them out, he's just too big. That's a series to me where I think Jokic can really put up some crazy point totals. 30 points per game, is that out of the question in a series like that? He already has, I think, a 27-point series or point-per-game series against Portland. You know, is it even easier? Does he get even more points? Is he dominating the boards? Is he completely changing the tempo of that game? I think yes. I think he can be the best player in that series. Westbrook would go off. Harden, those guys are going to be really, really good. Although Denver, you know, Gary Harris and Torrey Craig, they've, they've done a great job on those guys, especially this season. But, um, you know, Jokic, I just think he can absolutely dominate that series. I'm not as afraid of the Rockets. They're, they're good. Would I be shocked if they beat Denver? By no means. I think it's closer, you know, closer to a coin flip than it is to, to you know, being lopsided for any one team. But uh, I think Jokic in that series, may I know you guys know me, I have a lot of faith in him. I think Jokic could absolutely dominate that one, and it would be a lot of fun to see. I would be all for that. Last question here, guys. Sweet Baby Ray asks, guys, Ray from Maryland. Hey, Ray from Maryland. Tim Conley also from Maryland, so there you go. Um, I wanted to ask, what do you think of the Nuggets taking a look at Bull Bull taking the roster spot at this point? It's not clear that we have a major buyout market candidate. I don't think I, I think Bull could use a useful body in a playoff series against the Lakers, and it wouldn't be him having to hold up for 82 games just four. I haven't seen nor heard any news about him from the G League though. Any updates on his progress on the court or in the kitchen? Um, or in the kitchen? I guess I'm missing something here. Um, so here's the thing. He uh. Bull Bull hasn't been playing in the G League, and I think that raises an interesting question. Why hasn't he been on a team? Is there, you know, he had that foot injury, so is there something, you know, that the team has been hiding? Of course, we don't get to talk to players. Um, maybe that's a great question for tomorrow. It's just, hey, what's the update on Bull Bull? He hasn't been down in the G League. What's going on there? I mean, maybe that, you know, this question makes me think maybe that would be a good one for him. Um, and maybe Malone would provide some sort of insight on that. But um, other than that, you know, 
he hasn't been playing, and I don't suspect that he will play. In fact, I would say 99% certain Bol Bol will just not play at the NBA level this year. So um, in a Lakers series, I mean, I'd have to strongly disagree. First of all, in the playoffs against the LeBron James, you need to be an experienced player. If you are inexperienced in the slightest, LeBron is going to be able to go right at you, and Bol Bol fits that to a T. LeBron James would absolutely destroy Bol Bol. As good as he can be as a three-point shooter right now, he's an idea, and you would not put him in to get his first real t- – and think about Michael Porter Jr. and how long it sort of took him to not look completely lost on the court. It's still a work in progress in many ways. Bol Bol, I think, is that times 10, so I, I just don't see it. Um, and then the last thing about taking a roster spot – Denver has a nice setup with him. I've talked about how Denver has done a good job of identifying talent and then getting them on the on you know out of the G League. We talked about PJ Dozier maybe being that guy. Bull Bull can be that guy too. They have him on a two year deal. I have no idea why Bull Bull signed a two year two way deal. To me, that sounds absolutely crazy. But you roll that into next year and you get him on that incredibly cheap deal, and next year becomes his prove it year. You know, you get summer league. He's going to be the featured player. I'm almost certainly on the summer league team this year, uh, unless there's some surprise, you know, surgery or something that we're not hearing about. But I I, I would guess we would hear about that now. Um, so he'll be the featured guy in the summer league. And then next year's his chance to kind of prove himself. He'll probably be the third center and it'll be like, okay, show us what you got. Let's see if you can work your way into the rotation the way that Michael Porter Jr. did. Um, but the nice thing is him being on that two-way deal, he's cost controlled this year and next. So next year you can get down to this time, February. And if things have gone well, you can convert that two-way and sign him to a new deal. And maybe it's a three-year deal with all that. Like just same with PJ Dozier. You might be able to get him on three years, but guaranteed low number, guaranteed money. And now you've got a guy that, um, you know, is locked up and maybe two, three, four years from now, you have a guy making $3 million a year. Who's your starting power forward? Um, You know, who knows? That's a realistic scenario, but that's what it takes to win championships. You have to have guys that are on great value contracts. And uh, I think that's if Bull Bull makes it. I think Denver's going to set themselves up to have that. That's at least my hunch. Um, there's almost no chance he would play this year. Certainly no chance he'd be an impact player on, on a playoff roster. So there's really not a lot of motivation to sign him right now. At least that's my opinion. That was it. Some great questions today, guys. Help me carry the show on this off week. We're going to have, um, starting tomorrow, the Nuggets are back on the practice court. So we're going to get a lot of updates. We're going to find out who's healthy. I'm sure there'll be some interesting things that are talked about um, tomorrow at practice. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So be back. I'll be back with the squad tomorrow. Brendan Harrison, the full squad from Pepsi Center, recording a show um, with all of our takeaways from practice. So look forward to that one. Uh, and everybody else, we'll see you next time. Before we fully get out of here, i got to remind you guys about Bojo's, the one place in Colorado you can get a true Colorado Mountain High favorite, local, locally owned, legendary, unbelievably delicious pizza joint, Bojo's. Six Colorado locations. They offer uh, this offer that they give DNVR subscribers is good at all locations, and that offer is you mention DNVR to your waitress or waiter, and you get a free honey cheese bread with a purchase of any entree. DoorDash delivers Bojo's. So if you want, if you're at home, you don't want to go out, order it via do, uh, uh, DoorDash. Um, the dough is made fresh daily and contains locally sourced honey. Infuse their dough with natural sweeteners. They have gluten-free, cheeseless pizza, and plant-based options. Cheeseless pizza. Shouts out to Ali, Ali Monroy. What a shame. Uh, tremendous salad bar. You guys know me. I'm the salad bar guy. Delicious salad bar. Fantastic salad bar. And again, don't mention DNVR, and you get that free honey cheese bread. 
And if you don't want a honey cheese bread, still mention DNVR. Let them know. We're sending you there. We told you about it. We reminded you that Bojo's is the Colorado-style pizza. We're the Colorado-style sports coverage. It's a match made in heaven. And then lastly, I want to tell you about Denver Rubber Company. You guys know them. They've been in business here in Colorado since 1972, providing the highest quality products from custom die-cut gaskets, molded rubber, to custom contract manufacturing and custom hoses. Snow is here. It's coming this week. It's going to be a snowy one. I was on vacation. Six more weeks of some of winter. I can't wait. It's almost over. Unfortunately, it's not fully over. Um, they're your one-stop shop for anything snow blouse. Blades can be cut to custom lengths, slotted for mounting. You guys know the drill. Denver Rubber Company, locally owned since 1972. Call them at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com slash dnvr. Tell them who sent you. 